All right. Season two, episode 22, The Secrets of 808s as a Beatmaker. Now, I just released a tutorial about how to use 808s, a beginner's guide. I will leave the link on the episode resource page for season two, episode 22. And an 808, if you don't know about an 808, and if you've never practiced using an 808, I highly suggest that you always just tinker around with an 808. It is by far probably one of the most versatile tools as a beat maker, okay? Now, an 808, the history of an 808 is it actually came from what's called a Roland TR-808. It's an old school drum machine. It's a highly sought after drum machine. And not only do you have like kick drums, it had like kicks, claps, snares, hi-hats, cymbals, uh, rim shots, cowbell, has all these kind of original sounds. And I'll play a couple of those for you right now, just so you can hear them. And so those types of sounds you will hear even in today's style of music. People sometimes like to bring that old style of music back into new music. But this 808 is really, really special. Now, the 808 has evolved tremendously from when it originally happened, right? Through this TR-808. And again, it's created by Roland. And I highly suggest that you go to Wikipedia, look it up, read a little history on it, okay? Uh, it's a very, very cool machine. And so why an 808 is so powerful, I actually consider an 808 like an instrument. It is both a kick drum, so it has the initial hit of a kick. It's like, mm, right? But then it has that tail and it's super low frequencies. And now when you are going to make a beat, usually how I would work is I have a kick drum and an 808 or I have a kick drum and a bass line. I usually don't have a bass line and an 808. Uh, I have made tracks that I do, but it makes the mixing more tricky and a little more involved because again, in that low end, there's only so much space for these different sounds like kick drums and 808s and bass lines for them to go into. And especially because they're lower frequencies, they're slower moving, the clashing can really be audible. So before we go further about 808s, definitely check out my free book I've written for you guys. It is called Five Keys to a Successful Beat. So simple, it becomes creative. Just go to itsgratuitous.com forward slash five keys. You can download the book absolutely free by entering in your name and email. Tons of valuable tips in there. Now, again, I have a free tutorial I just released about 808s and I cover tons and tons of stuff. Okay, I highly suggest you watch it. You will learn a lot. A couple things I want to talk to you about based off of that tutorial is that we have a sample-based 808. And so what that means is, let's say we had that Roland TR-808 drum machine. Someone records the kick drum into the computer, all right? And it's a single file that you can purchase or you can find them online, right? So you can have this one-shot 808 drum sample. Again, the 808 is kind of like a kick drum and a bass line, depending on the style of 808 that you have. An 808 can not have that transient. It can have more of just the tail. And this is also very common. Uh, a lot of more trap music producers, a common technique they often used was they would get their own kick drum, which hits super, super hard, right? It has that hit, it hits you in the chest, a short tailed drum, right? So on my website, there is what's called the Drum Bundle Trio. It comes with three drum kits, Urban Heat, Organic Drum Kit, 
and survival drum kit, all right? The bundle gives you over 2,300 drum samples. Now, these are just one-shot drum samples for your kicks, your claps, your snares, your hi-hats, percussion. It, it, it just allows you to be really, really versatile as a music producer, okay? Now, inside that bundle, there is Urban Heat Drum Kit, which is also available by itself, and it has 808s. Now, these 808s are really cool because they're really unique, right? Some of them have that initial hit for that kick drum. Some of them have more of just, you know, it focuses on like the low end tail of the 808. But what I wanted to say was these trap producers, what they often do is they get a short tailed drum, which is in urban heat as well. So a short tailed drum is super powerful because it's short and it focuses on essentially just hitting you in the chest super hard. And it's really beneficial to use a short tailed kick drum if you are going to be using an 808 or a bass line because it's a lot easier to mix. It cuts through the mix a lot harder. And then even if you do sidechain compression to just help the bass duck a little bit from the other you know, bass line or 808, that kick drum, it just happens so quick. It just still allows your mix to be nice and full. But what they would do is inside of FL Studio, when you go to your uh, channel sampler, you're going to click the envelope and instrument settings, okay? And so what they would do is under volume, they would enable the envelope. And if this was the 808, they would put the attack all the way at zero and they would put the delay up a little bit. And so what this is doing is that they would be able to use their short tailed kick drum and then the 808 would play just in time. So it didn't sound like it was um, delayed. Okay, so I'll repeat that again. So they would have a short tailed kick drum that hits you super hard in the chest. But this 808, what they would do is they would enable the envelope, they would put the attack to zero, and they would increase the delay. So in other words, when the 808 plays, there's actually a bit of delay there so that it allows the short tail drum just to hit super hard, essentially as if like you're doing sidechain compression. But this is kind of like um, the poor man's approach to sidechain compression. But it's actually more powerful than sidechain compression because it's like you can totally fine tune the envelope. All right, so that's one little pro tip that I used to always see a lot of trap producers do. Uh, for myself, I would probably just do sidechain compression. It, it, it just kind of, I usually like having that control of sidechain compression in a sense of it just allows it to duck as much as you want. You can still kind of have the bass there. It's just not clashing as much. Um, but again, it's all, it's all up to you on, on how you want to approach that. Now, again, if someone is going to record an 808, and you have it into a drum pack like I was trying to explain, right? Let's say that exclusive audio drum bundle trio. Those are all one-shot drum samples. They are recorded into a sample. And so there's pros and cons to a sample, okay? So it's recorded into a file. It's a high-quality file. But the problem is if you're wanting to go up or down the frequency spectrum. So in other words, instead of playing C5 on that note, because when we are clicking our notes in into the channel rack inside of FL Studio, right? So let's say we're making a drum loop. Whenever you're clicking in a step, that is actually playing C5. So in other words, it is playing the sound in its original pitch, all right? As soon as you start going up or down, the computer has to resample and your pitch goes up or it goes down. And when you go up in pitch, you will notice that the note gets much shorter. Okay, if you go down lower, the note gets much longer, but it's like, so I'll let you hear an example, okay? Here is a normal clap. Here is that clap pitched up, and here is that clap way pitched down. 
All right. And then here is the clap again. So that's what happens with a sample. All right. Someone's recorded that. It's in a single file. And now it's in a drum kit that a uh, pack that you can buy. Right. Now, when I'm making my drum loop, typically my kick drum, my clap, my hi-hat, I'm not really going up and down in pitch too much. And if I am, very often it's only up maybe one or two notes or down two notes, you know, maybe just to fine tune it a little bit. If I am going way up or way down, it is for a sound design purpose and I'm trying to find a really unique sound, okay? But typically I'm trying to use these samples inside the drum kit as their original pitch because that's the highest quality, all right? And so when it comes to the 808, if you are going to select a sample-based 808 and you're going to use it, you can really only go up and down so much until that 808 is starting to sound quite weird, okay? Because again, it's a sample, and as it goes up and down in pitch, it's just sounding a little gross, okay? You're not getting that high-quality sound like you can be getting if you're using a virtual instrument. So if you're going to use a virtual instrument for an 808, if you go up and down in pitch, See, because it's what's called synthesized, and essentially, in other words, it's, it's mathematical, right? When we use a synth, if you go up and down, it's just math, and you're getting the highest quality of any sound, right? If you are using a synth and you're playing your melodies up high, or if you play your melodies down low, yes, it is up higher pitch, and yes, it is down lower pitch, but it's not like that clap example I gave you. Now, what I'm trying to say is if you're going to use an 808, if you try something like Flex, there is a bank there and it has um, tons of different 808s. I think it has 25 different presets. It's under the mobile tuned 808 bass inside of Flex. Now, inside of this bank, in my opinion, there's probably only a handful that I really like to use. I typically always like an 808 that's really nice and clean sounding. So I usually like it to have a nice kick drum sound to it. And that's, you know, kind of what you call like the transient, the initial hit of that 808, like the mm, right? But then the tail is also very important. And as you go through a couple of these ones in flex, what you'll hear is some of them have that nice hit and nice tail, and they're nice and clean, like they're not overly distorted. There's some where it doesn't have much of that kick, you know, so it doesn't really have that mm. It'd be more of just kind of like, mm. you know, it's, it's just a very long tail. Again, it all comes down to the style of music you're making and what you're wanting to do with it. But typically, I like that 808 to have that initial hit and then you have that tail. And the benefit of that is you can apply your own distortion to it, fine tune it however you want, and just be able to just have total control over it. And another thing, when you are using a virtual instrument for your 808s, you want to be adjusting your sustain and your decay to make the 808 feel a little bit more natural. Otherwise, that 808, if you hold down the note, like it's just going to be constant. And in my opinion, whenever you are mixing your 808s and stuff like that, it's always nice to be able to have a little bit of life in them. And, and when, when we say life, when it comes to music, it's just a little bit of like up and down, a little bit of movement. If your sound is just so constant and so consistent, it just makes your, you know, like your, especially like your bass, right? It just makes it so steady. In the 808 pack, there is the 808 synth boosted and the 808 synth clean. They're, they are near the bottom. I would suggest selecting one of those and playing with them. Uh, you can bring your sustain down quite a bit. And what you'll notice is you get more of like that, that mm, like more of like the more of like the actual kick drum. And when you hold down the note, it's still there, but it's not like the same. 
And one final thing is the release, okay? So the release is when you let go of that note, it allows the 808 to play a little bit longer. And if you don't adjust the release, like if you just select the preset, when you press a note and let go of it, it's pretty quick and abrupt sounding. So definitely adjust some release on these 808s when you're using flex and you're gonna give your 808s a lot more life and allow them to be more of like a baseline, something that you can kind of play around with and it kind of moves more with your beat is what I find. So quick recap about an 808. Again, definitely check out the free tutorial I have for you. It's very in depth. It shows you tons of different things such as just like I talked about, like what is an 808? Where does it come from? So it comes from that Roland TR-808. When it comes to an 808 inside of FL Studio, if it is a sample, I always tell you guys, use those in and out knobs, right? I'll talk about that inside the membership in the platform there. Uh, the in and out knobs when you're doing sound design is by far one of the most powerful things in FL Studio to fine tune that sound. Because the problem with an 808 is again, the tail can be so long and you can fine tune it with that out knob. All right, so be on the lookout for more tutorials based on 808s. I wanna cover um, how to glide 808s. I talk about it in that tutorial, but I wanna come up with like shorter videos, a little easier to digest. So if you guys don't wanna miss any of that stuff, you guys can sign up to the email list, right? And you do that by downloading my free book, Five Keys to a Successful Beat. Just go to itsgratuitous.com forward slash five keys. Again, you guys can check out the show notes, uh, the resources, and all the information will be in there. You can visit the website, and I have tons and tons of courses, books, and tons of free articles and tutorials, okay? So I highly suggest you guys to use the search bar on my website, okay? Just go to itsgratuitous.com. Any question you have, like if you are if you want to learn about drum loops or learn about piano or learn about whatever, just type in those keywords into the search bar, and I have tons of articles. Uh, I have many old articles. My goal is to update them all eventually, one day at a time though, right? So thanks for checking out this episode and uh, I hope you guys enjoy the beat I played in the tutorial. It's called You Go Girl. It was really, really funny when I made uh, the beat. Uh, my mom was actually sitting beside me and I always tell my mom, you go girl, like just like for encouragement. But we also joke around because it's kind of funny when people say you go girl, right? And um, so I was teaching her about an 808 um, because my mom, she's kind of in tune with like the music, like, like um, with the music production. Cause whenever I write books, she is the editor. Like, you know, she edits the books. She doesn't fully understand what's going on, but she does edit them. And so she likes to kind of learn new things. And I was explaining what is an 808 to my mom. I told her, you know, it comes from the classic TR-808 drum machine. I let her listen to a couple different 808 sounds and how different they can sound over the years, right? So again, if it's coming from that actual drum machine, it has a, a bit of a different sound than what we're used to when it comes to an 808 today. But anyway, so I made this drum loop with her and my mom, she was kind of like, oh, I don't really like that. And then I played this little guitar loop over it and I'll play this at the end of the at the end of this episode. You can hear the beat. Um, and then just because I always say to my mom, you go girl, I called the track name you go girl and then uh we were joking around and uh i ended up throwing some voices over top of it saying you go girl and it turned out pretty funny all right so i'll play that and i'll talk to you guys in the next episode